Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Before we get to the OTC Player of the Week, friendly reminder to let our listeners know that the annual Canada Cup International Softball Tournament in Surrey, BC is looking for more youth gold teams in the U19 and U17 categories. The tournament runs from July 10th to the 16th at the world-class facility, Softball City. Currently, there are over 90 teams competing between five divisions. There will be over 10 international teams competing in the women's division, as well as a few junior national teams in the U19 division. This tournament offers great exposure to athletes, to college coaches, and to national team coaching staff. This is a tournament you won't want to miss. Visit CanadaCup.com to learn more and submit your application today. Or reach out via Instagram, where their handle is at CanadaCupSoftball, if you have any questions. Get in quick on this one. It's shaping up to be a beauty out there on the west coast of Canada, and Softball City will be the place to be. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Texas as Kinley Keller takes home the weekly honors. Kinley hit 600 with two doubles, two triples, two home runs, eight RBIs, and six runs scored at the Hayes Tournament while also hitting for the cycle in one of those games as her and the Davenport High Wolves went three and two. Awesome job, Kinley. Best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with Arizona State Sun Devil alum, 2020 Olympian, and current member of the Smash It Sports Vipers of the WPF, Chelsea Gonzalez. Chelsea's had a fantastic career to date. She was a 2014 Pac-12 All-Freshman All-Conference team selection, and a 2017 All-Pac-12 first-team selection while at Arizona State. She would then go on to play in the MPF for the Cleveland Comets, which set the stage for her competing in the 2020 Olympics with Team Mexico. Chelsea's now competing in the WPF with the Smash It Sports Vipers and will be looking to help them as they enter their second season. We're going to talk to Chelsea about getting her start in the game, becoming a brand new mummy after the birth of her beautiful daughter Leilani in December, her time at Arizona State, those 2020 Olympics, and of course, playing with the Vipers in the WPF. Chelsea was an absolute pleasure to chat with. I'm so excited to watch her and the Vipers compete this summer. I'm sure big things are in store for her, the team, and the league. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this free.
here we go. We are happy to have on with us today, Arizona State Sun Devil alum, 2020 Olympian with Team Mexico, and current member of the Smash It Sports Vipers of the WPF, the one and only Chelsea Gonzalez. Chelsea, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. How's things going out in Cali today? It's going well. The weather is surprisingly better. It's been raining the past couple of days, so we actually got to see the sun today. So it was nice. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now, you, yes, you typically you live in Arizona, correct? Yes, I do. You're out on on family vacay. Yes, for about almost two weeks now. So it's it's really nice to come home. Uh, you know, just spend time with family. So yeah. it's been hard to see them. My parents are very fortunate to come out to Arizona to visit me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to come out, you know, for about two weeks and to see my family and introduce them to my newborn, my, my daughter, Leilani. So some family got to see her, uh, the past couple of days. So it was really nice. Awesome. Speaking of that, congrats on becoming a mommy. Thank you. Thank you so much. How, how's Miss Leilani doing? <laughs> She's good right now. She's napping. Um, so I'm hoping she naps during this podcast. <laughs> That's what I was a little worried about. Oh, I was yes. like, oh, I hope she doesn't cry during it. Um, I- but you know, she's. She knows, I guess, that, you know, her mom has to do a podcast. So she's like, you know what? I'll just take a nap. <laughs> uh, perfect. She's learning early, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she yeah, was, but she's awesome. She was born right before Christmas, wasn't she? Yes. She was supposed to be born a couple of days after, but, you know, she made her early entrance um, on the 23rd of December. Oh, so what a, what a Christmas present. Christmas with her. What a yes, Christmas present. Best Christmas ever. Yep. That's awesome. Like, isn't it? It's crazy how much, you know, you can love something so much in an instant, isn't it? I know. It, it <laughs> honestly is super, super crazy. I was very nervous, you know, for when she came, but she came and, you know, they say like, you know, you think your child is the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. ever. And I'm like, oh, I have never seen anything more beautiful just looking at my daughter. I know. So. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and it's crazy how quick they grow. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, even in two months, you obviously mm-hmm. would notice like, you know, just that first smile and everything like that is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. She's starting to smile a lot more and, you know, you, you learn, you know, she has like a fake cry nowadays when she wants to be picked up. And I think it's the funniest thing ever because it's not a real cry. It's, she just does a fake cry. So people can, you know, pay attention to her. Like someone could pick her up and I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Oh, I miss those days kind of. Mm -hmm. In some ways. Yes. In other ways, not so much, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so are you like able to like, obviously, I mean, your season's going to be coming up here mm-hmm. in a few months anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. are you able to, you know, get some swings in and, you know, start prepping? Yes. So um, I, I think it was two weeks ago, I believe I went to the cages with my boyfriend for the first time. And, you know, it was like a newborn giraffe learning to walk again. <laughs> so yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely hard, but you know, it, it felt really good to be back, um, back in the cages and, you know, it's going to be a struggle, you know, no matter what, just to get back into it, but I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to keep practicing and whatnot. And my boyfriend, he's actually, like not actually, but he's a really good, like uh, motivational person. So oh, that's good. he's always like, okay, we need to go hit. We need to go feel, we need to go to the gym. So, you know, if it wasn't for him, then 
I'd probably be on my butt just like watching TV and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I can't really make an excuse with him. So he's really good about that. You know, he oh. really gets me motivated and, you know, get on my feet and, you know, get back into it. Oh, so, that's what you yeah. need. That's definitely what you exactly. need. Exactly. Yes. Especially because you, you don't want to get in mummy mode. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, uh, but she's napping. So I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the first mm-hmm. couple of months, it's okay, right? I mean, you have yes, to. Yes, for sure. You have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we have a, thing i like to kick off the podcast with um okay i call it quick pitches i'm gonna okay. <laughs> i'm gonna throw out some random questions to you and okay you answer them as best you can okay all right if you could live off one meal for a week what is it chipotle <laughs> <laughs> okay chipotle. that was quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay wow i've never had an answer that quick before yeah and it's funny i always ask that question too about the food for a week and mm-hmm. wow yep chipotle all right all right anything like it, chipotle just anything Chipotle? Um, just, you know, my steak bowl with my white rice and <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's so. delicious. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Uh, biggest thing you miss at Arizona state. Uh, I think just playing in front of the fans. That was, you know, the biggest, like that was my favorite part was just, you know, stepping on the field and, you know, just seeing the environment, seeing all the fans that came, you know, to support us. That was definitely, that was definitely a lot of fun. I definitely miss those days. Right on. Uh, best walk-up song you've used in your career so far? Ooh. Um, ooh. Ah, stumped <laughs> I, I you. Have, I mean, I, I have two, I guess. Um, no, I'll, t- I'll do one. Um, Bitty Bitty Bum Bum by Selena. Okay. That was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. Mm-hmm. And don't think I've... I, I love music, so... I guess I'm going to have to go to my Spotify when we're done this yep, podcast. you're going to have to listen to that. Yep. <laughs> She's a legend. All right. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being amazing, rate your karaoke skills. Oh, <laughs> I'll say like an eight or nine because I like to have fun. Oh, wow, okay. I'm not, the best, I'm not the best singer, but... I'll just be you hey, know, rapping, singing. If, if you anything. can give the performance, if you can, hey, that ups the scale big time. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So I like to have fun, you know? I mean, so I would definitely say like eight or nine. It's nice. not going to be the greatest. It's not going to sound good, but I'll be having fun while doing it. So, hey, there's been a lot of people that got paid millions of dollars over the years that uh, couldn't really sing, but they had a performance. Yeah, true. There we go. <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. Uh, if you could go anywhere on vacation, where would it be? Um, Ooh, that's a tough one. I always say, I want to say like Barcelona. Okay. I've always, yeah, I've just always seen pictures and, you know, movies about it. And it's always like seemed really, really pretty. And I've always said I wanted to go. So okay. definitely that. Good spot. I think that's the first time I've heard Barcelona on here. So mm-hmm. uh, favorite ASU uniform color combination. Ooh, all black. <laughs> the all black. I agree. Yes. I think I think it just, you know, it's just when you step on the field and you're wearing the all black, it's like you're like a BA. You're like a yep. like a badass. Yeah. That's what you I don't know. That's just how I felt every time I was we were in the all black. Yep, so for sure. We would call it the blackout, like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna wear the blackout today. So nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think second behind that, it I this is me personally. I like the the maroon pants with the, the yellow tops and the and the maroon sleeves. Mm-hmm. Those, those, I unfortunately sure. got, I didn't get to wear that. Oh um, 
Yeah, so they came out with those jerseys after I graduated, which I was a little sad about. Because, no doubt, you know, those are the A's. Those are the AC colors, you know. So, yeah, I think after the all black, mine would be like the all white for me. Yeah, because that's what we what we wore a lot. Yep, when I was there. Yeah, you can't go wrong with all whites either. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's sharp. It really is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right, uh, two more here. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, what one is it? Ooh. From ASU or any game? Any game. Uh, probably <laughs> probably in the Tokyo Olympics when we lost to Canada. Canada. I feel like we could have, you know, we, we you know, could have done a little bit better. And maybe we could have gotten the bronze medal, you know, just to go mm-hmm. back and change some at-bats and, you know, fix some of the, you know, the mistakes on defense, you know, clean yeah. it up a little bit. And I think we could have, you know, we could have had them. Right on. Know? Right on. I'm a little biased on that one because I'm Canadian, so. <laughs> oh, oh thanks. <laughs> but I, mean, I will say this. That was the, the whole Olympics. That uh, It was great like, experience. Well, not just that. I mean, the competition was so tight. Like, mm-hmm. that, I think that this was the first Olympics where, you know, of, you know, U.S. and Japan are always favored. But I mean, you look at some of the games, I mean. Canada played one nothing against U.S. and Japan. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. held them tight. Uh, Italy had tough tough games against them. Australia. I mean, it was yeah. real. It was. I think this was the best Olympics so far. I, I totally agree. And you know, since it got canceled in 2020, and we had that extra year, I believe in 2020 we were playing a professional with um, the NPF at the time. Right. And um, the other countries like Australia, Canada us, um, with Mexico, we all got, um, we all got professional teams. So we were all playing against each other that Mm -hmm. whole year. So I felt like I was playing against them like, so like many times. So when we got to the Olympics, I'm like, Oh, Danielle Laurie's pitching. Oh, like, I feel like I know her, like, cause we just kept playing them right. over and over and over again. But yes, I agree. This Olympics was just, there was so much talent, mm-hmm. so much talent. And I played against some of the girls, um, you know, during college, you know, and then mm-hmm. growing up, you know, you hear of like Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman and yet I'm playing against them. It's just, That's it's right. crazy. Yeah. It was crazy, crazy. Yes, for sure. And we'll get into that a little bit later on. We're going to okay. take a deep dive and <laughs> I, I want to know what it was like getting in there against Kat and Monica too. So, I mean, we'll okay. talk about that. Last, last one of quick pitches here. Go to show to binge watch. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay. For sure. Yep. All right. Who Somebody else had Grey's Anatomy and it was just... It's a good show. Yeah, I oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I watched... The, I think I watched the first season and a half when it first came out, like mm-hmm. back in the day. And then yes. I kind of got sidetracked and... Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great show. Down, yep. <laughs> yeah. I still say that the, the one episode that I totally remember and I'll never, ever forget was the one where the, the bomb was inside the guy and yes. Meredith had to hold on. Mm-hmm. to the ball and i was like oh my jumpings this is so stressful i don't know if i can handle I know. this <laughs> exactly there's a lot of stressful times in that show it's kind of just like what is happening why are they doing this but i mean they're trying to just save lives every day that's right sometimes even even risking their lives uh, you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> so, it's crazy it's a crazy yeah. show it definitely is all right let's get on to your career here let's go back okay. to the beginning Tell us how little Chelsea got her start in the game. <laughs> 
So I actually started playing when I was about three and a half years old, almost four years old. And I started playing because my older sister, Alyssa, she was playing. And, you know, my parents and my mom played uh, softball. My dad played baseball. So, you know, it kind of was just like a family thing. And so, you know, I got in super, super early. I didn't really know, obviously, back then what I was doing. And then, um, you know, it kind of just became something I loved to do. I loved going to practice. I loved going to games. And, you know, the pizza parties after the games were awesome <laughs> <So> <laughs> back then, you know, it was always the thing to do. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of where I, I started. And then um, I began playing travel ball when I was about nine years old. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I kind of got um, introduced, you know, to the travel ball world. And, you know, we're going to be traveling all the all these places and playing in the, the big tournaments. So that's kind of where I started to fall in love with the sport and, you know, just, I continued from there. Right on. So, I mean, so it was up around, like, did you love it right away or was it, you know, like yeah, you said, something so, that came over time. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, you know, like around six or seven years old is when I, you know, mm. really, really liked to play. Obviously when I was younger than that, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, let's just go to the softball field. But as I got older and started to like understand the game more, you right. know, started being competitive about it. That's when I kind of fell in love with it. So yeah. around like six or seven years old. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Was there any, uh, anyone early on that, you know, played a big role in your development? Um, but sorry, what did you say? Oh, I said, was there anyone early on like that played a big role in your development? Probably my sister. Yeah, yeah, that was someone I looked up to. Um, you know, she, uh, me and her are three years apart. So um, I got to play on her team probably when I was around, yeah, like six or seven. That was just the one time I got to play until we got to high school. She was a senior and I was a freshman. So coming in as a freshman and, you know, she's being, you know, she hit a lot of home runs. She played shortstop at our high school. You know, she was like the top dog. So coming in as a freshman, you know, she was my sister. Yes. But, you know, that was someone I definitely looked up to. So I had big shoes to fill. Was, was, there, sure. any, was there any like friendly competition amongst us or there had to be? Yeah, a little, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say like in high school, I think just us being on the same team again, you know, hmm. but we always tell each other like I was the better fielder. She's the better hitter. Cause she would come up. I just remember like watching her. I felt like every time she would come up, she would hit a home run and she's shorter than me too. So it's kind of like, it's not shocking, but it's like, she's just a little bit like smaller than me. And she, you know, she comes up, she just has a big bat. She has like a lot of power for being um, a little shorter than me. So we always used to say, you know, I had the better fielding. She had the better hitting. So it was, you know, <laughs> right it on. was a win-win. <laughs> right oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So who, who, mm -hmm. who did you play with your high school and travel ball with? Um, in high school, I played, uh, Rosary. It was at the time it was Rosary high school in Fullerton. And now it's, um, the name switched to Rosary Academy. So okay. I played, uh, that was where I went to high school. And then for travel ball, um, I played with, um, bat busters and then junior and senior year, I played with the firecrackers for Tony Rico. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Any, uh, big memories stick out for you? Um, Gosh, that was like so long ago, <laughs> like 10 years ago, yeah, I, I had my 10 year reunion. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. How was yeah. that? How was that? That'd be fun. Well, I were, I guess my uh, class is planning it. So we haven't officially had our oh, 10 year, okay. but we, you know, we get that email like, Hey, it's your 10 year. And you're like, Oh right. my gosh, I graduated 10 years ago. Awkward. <laughs> um, but in high school, you know, I think, um, 
I think for me, I guess it was uh, committing, you know, during high school. I I believe I was a sophomore Mm -hmm. and, you know, committing to play for Arizona State, I think, was one of the biggest accomplishments because, you know, at that time, you know, we're all stressed out about, you know, okay, we need to have all these colleges look at us and everything. So I think when I committed to ASU, it was kind of like a big relief. And I was like so proud to be, you know, Mm -hmm. going to ASU and being so excited for that. So that was a really good memory. That's the perfect segue. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about that recruiting process. What So what led to you choosing Arizona State? So I believe I was in eighth grade. And honestly, Washington was my first, my number one pick. And I, you know, I just heard about Washington. It was a beautiful state and the softball team, the softball program is like really, really good. Mm -hmm. So I went to a camp out there and it rained the entire time. Uh. And then it was cold. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can be here. You know, it's just, (laughs) it's just, I don't know. It's just so gloomy. Like if I wasn't playing softball and just living there, maybe, but it's just, the fact, like I, even now, like if I have to go outside and like play a softball game and it's cold and raining, like I don't want to. <laughs> so, and I'm twenty, and I'm twenty seven years old. So I hear you. Just, I know what you, know, you mean. <laughs> yeah, and I'm from Canada. It's, yeah, it's just the process of like you know getting through that. So I, in Washington, I was like, ah, like I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I can see myself playing here. And then my next unofficial trip was Arizona State. And I remember my mom, she was like, all right, like we're going to go um, to an unofficial visit for Arizona State. And I looked at her and I was like, Arizona? No, like it is too hot there. Like I don't want to. And she was like, well, like, come on. They like they asked us. So let's, let's go. And I was like, OK. I stepped on campus and I instantly fell in love. And I like looked at her and I was like, you're right. Like. I want to come here. And it was, it was crazy. Cause I knew when I stepped on campus, like I didn't even step foot on the softball field. Like mm. I didn't even see the softball, like facility, any of that. It was like the campus part. It felt like college to me. And so I was like, you know what? I really, really like this. I like this environment. You know, the, the weather is nice, you know, it's not too bad. So let's go look at the softball facility. And then I ended up going there and meeting the coaches, the girls, and then I instantly fell in love. I was like, yes, I could see myself coming here for sure. Nice. Nice. So what, what, what was campus life like? It was good. You know, it was just not like, it was kind of calm actually, you know, there wasn't like a lot of people. Um, I don't, I forgot when we had gone out Mm -hmm. there. Um, but it was just, it was just a good vibe. Like it was just, you know, everybody walking around with their ASU shirts, like the team, like the school spirit and everything. So it kind of just, it felt nice. It felt like, you know, when you watch a movie and you see college, like that's what it felt like, honestly. <laughs> that's funny. Actually, I can picture that plain as day right now. And that's funny. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you get there. Was there a big adjustment living on your own for oh the first gosh, time? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It definitely teaches you time management for sure. You know, you have to wake up for weights. You got to go to school all day. Then you got to go to practice and then you have to make time for, you know, homework and, you know, your personal life. And it's just, it's just crazy. But, mm. you know, after my first year, you get it down and the next couple of years are a breeze. So, yeah. but it definitely taught me how to adult for sure. <laughs> you know, I, couldn't, oh, no doubt. I couldn't, you know, walk down a couple steps and see my mom and be like, you know, like I need help. You know, she wasn't there. She wasn't in the state. So it was definitely, you know, it was definitely a hard adjustment, you know, to be away from my family too. So, but it was nice. They came out there a lot and Arizona and California are 
not that far apart. It was about like a five hour drive. So it wasn't right. bad at all. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of phone calls early on. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember that first game? Cause I love asking any NCAA guest I have on here if they remember their first game. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> we were actually talking about it. Um, my, me and my mom, because, uh, I asked her, I was like, I think, um, I think we played Oklahoma. I want to say we played Oklahoma for our first game and just thinking about it. And I was like, um, you know, Oklahoma is like that, this big time, you know, national champion team. And back then, like, I, I think it wasn't, they weren't hyped up as much as they were now. So it's crazy to think like, Oh, like back then we were like, Oh, we're playing Oklahoma, you know, like, you know, it's just Oklahoma, but now it's like, Oh my God, it's Oklahoma Sooners, you know? So it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, I remember, and I was so nervous and I didn't even know if I was going to play. So, but I was just, you know, I was just excited for the ride. You know, I was excited to, you know, if I wasn't playing to cheer for my teammates and, you know, to wear that Jersey with so much pride. Cause it's mm -hmm. something, you know, I was looking forward to for the past couple of years. Mm. Isn't it, you just, it's funny. You mentioned that about Oklahoma. Isn't it funny? Like, like you said, like, back then it was Oklahoma, but now like there's like an aura about them now. I know. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, will never, I will never forget. Um, well, we'll probably talk about it later, but um, we played Oklahoma with Mexico and I'll never forget. Jocelyn Allo was on second base and this is before, cause I was her teammate last year with the uh, right. Vipers, but this is before like I hadn't even met her and everything. And I was at second base. She was at, um, like on second base as a runner. And she looks at me and she goes, Oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. Like we're playing like you guys, the Olympic team. And I was like, girl, do you know who you are? We're playing like <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners, you know? <laughs> and you would think like, like in that very moment, I was like, yeah, we're like the Mexican national team. We're yeah. going to the Olympics. But I'm like, do you know who you are? <laughs> like you are like famous. Like yeah. we're like, eh, but you're like Jocelyn Allo. <laughs> I know. And Tierra Jennings and you know, all yes. the and I'm like, Oh. At that point, I was like, you are more famous than we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. So funny. Yeah, it was so oh, funny. That's awesome. That is a great story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that freshman year, you go on to have a solid season. You mm -hmm. hit 333. Jeez, I can't even get it out. 333. <laughs> Named to the Pac-12 all-freshman team. I'm, what do you feel was the biggest thing you took of that first year? Honestly, it was just, you know, learning from the older girls. Um, I was very fortunate to um, be the DH um, during like during those times, like my freshman year. So I only got to hit. Um, so I, you know, took in everything I could. Like, yes, I wasn't seeing the field, um, but at least like I was hitting and getting information from the older girls because, you know, we had all Americans on our team. We mm -hmm. had like the Pac-12 player on our team. Uh, Pac-12 player of the year, sorry, um, on our team, you know, so just getting in that information from the older girls definitely helped, you know, and then just seeing the best of the best, like pitching wise, you know, I had Dallas Escobedo as one of my seniors. So obviously during practice, you know, they would pitch to us like live at bats and stuff like that. So I got to see her, you know, and just, you know, that prepared me for all the pitching that I had to face as a freshman, you know, mm. so Definitely, definitely helped. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get to face Dallas, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. I mean, just for just for fun. I mean, that's definitely going to help you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, you go on to have three more fantastic years with Sun Devils. Uh, what are some of the big memories that stick out to you and your time there? 
Um, I would say my f- sophomore year, um, you know, we have that rival against, you know, U of A. Mm. So, <laughs> and it's funny too, because everyone's like, oh my gosh, is it that bad? And I'm like, honestly, it's really not <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's just our, it's our school. Like, it's kind of like, we have to you know, not like them, right. but they're actually really nice girls. Like <laughs> I'm best friends with Taylor McQuillan and she went to U of A. Like yep. that's one of my best friends. And it's, it's so funny. Cause we're like, ugh, you went to U of A, uh, he went to ASU. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but my sophomore year, um, when we were at U of A, I hit the, um, go ahead, uh, grand slam to eventually win the game. And I'll never forget that because to this day, I asked myself, how the heck did you hit that ball so hard? <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> there were balls where I'm just like, how, how did they go that far? <laughs> but that, that was one that really stuck out to me. Cause you know, it's, it was at U of A and right. I just remember that the crowd was silent and you can only hear the ASU oh, fans. It was just best. awesome feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, um, yeah, just, you know, I think my senior year, I just tried to take in as much as I could because, you know, I knew that it was going to be my last year at ASU. I didn't have another year after that. So, you know, it just to take everything in. And Mm. I think I really, like, like I said before, I just really enjoyed the fans, you know, being there and appreciating them. And I was very fortunate that my family got to go out a lot my senior year. So, you know, it was, it was really nice to have them there. Right on. Yeah. No, absolutely. Had to be. So mm-hmm. when you were done, like when all done with ASU, what were the plans when you graduated? Were were your eyes set on pro and the Olympics? No, it was actually funny because I had reposted on Facebook. I think I was at ASU and I reposted um, something like, oh, the Olympics are coming back or softball's coming back to the Olympics. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like I had no idea that I was going to like even be on the Olympic team. Like that didn't even cross my mind. So after college, um, I tried out for the Mexican national team and I made the team and we were just traveling with them. And then, um, that's when, you know, they were like, okay, we're going to, you know, go to the qualifier for the Olympics. And it's going to be in Canada. And it was my first year with Mexico, but I had some teammates, um, like Sasha Palacios. She was, she played with me at ASU. Mm-hmm. She was on the, um, the Mexican national team. And so she, you know, she would tell me all like, yeah, we would play against Puerto Rico. They would always beat us, played against Canada. It was always back and forth, you know? So I kind of had some information about the other, um, different countries that we were going to play. So going into the qualifier, I was like, okay, like, we don't know if we're, you know, mm-hmm. we have no idea if we're going to make the Olympics just because there's so much talent and we've played against, you know, some of the best girls because we played against them in college, you know, and, and then they're representing an, a different country. So, you know, it was just, you, you, we just didn't know at the time, but, you know, we had faith in ourselves that, you know, we, yeah. we prepared enough to, you know, we're going to qualify. Well, let's talk about that qualifier. Cause I mean, it was up here mm-hmm. in Canada. How, mm-hmm. how amazing was that feeling? It was the best feeling ever because everybody doubted us. <laughs> so I yeah. think that's just, yeah. <laughs> so I think that just gave us more motivation. Um, you know, we knew out of, you know, everybody that Puerto Rico and Canada were going to be the toughest, um, you know, teams to, to play against. Mm-hmm. And so um, they had kind of broken it down to us like, okay, if we be, we have to be Puerto Rico in order to qualify. 
Like that's what the thing was like, we have to be Puerto Rico. So when we were playing against Puerto Rico, you know, all of our nerves, you know, we're going, but our adrenaline was up because, you know, we were doing good and, you know, um, Puerto Rico was kind of, you know, going down, like not downhill, but you know, they were just, they weren't, um, as hyped as we were. So we were kind of feeding off that energy and like, you know, um, so during the game when we were winning, you know, I was like, oh yeah, like we're going to qualify. Like I just, it was weird. Like I kind of knew right then and there. Yeah. And then, um, when we had to play against Canada, you know, all, you know, the Canada fans were there. And so we didn't, we had like a small cheering section for us, but when Dallas threw that pitch, you know, to get the, <laughs> to get the girl out for Canada, I just threw my glove in the air and I started screaming and, you know, it was just the crazy, crazy feeling. And, you know, we were so excited to go undefeated that tournament, you know, cause everybody doubted us. They were saying, yeah. you know, Puerto Rico, it's going to be Puerto Rico and Canada. That's who it's going to be. And then when we beat Puerto Rico, we were like, okay, like we got this. And then Canada was our next team to play or to play. And, you know, and ended up beating them. So it was a good feeling. Yeah. It was a good, like, you know what? Yeah, we can do this. We proved you guys wrong. So. It, it was another one of those moments where the crowd went silent. It you know was, what I mean? Like it really was. <laughs> Those are the best. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They, they are. Um, well, let's talk about that journey because I mean, the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. Um, walk us through that roller coaster because I, I mean, I've had multiple Olympians on here since then, and they all said it was just that—a roller coaster ride of emotion. Oh, for sure. You know, I I think it was a roller coaster emotion for sure. But me, I don't know how the other girls felt. I'm actually glad it got pushed back because that gave us a whole nother year to prepare for it. Right. Um, I feel like the first time, you know, if it were to be in 2020, me personally, I feel like I wouldn't have been as prepared as I was um, going into it in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, you know, I didn't really push myself like I need to. Like, yes, I knew that, you know, we were going to the Olympics, but I didn't think, I I don't want to say I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but it was just... Back then in 2020, you know, we were, that's when we were playing in the MPF. So we were playing so many games already. Oh, that's right. And then at the, at the end of the summer, it was going to be, you know, the Olympics. So I think I was just motivationally like tired out just from playing that whole league. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then it was like, okay, yeah, we're going to go like to the Olympics, but yeah they had canceled it. Um, and so I kind of was relieved because I was like, okay, that gives me one whole year to absolutely push myself and, you know, put like my teammates are going to get pushed too. And we're going to have this whole year to prepare. So mm-hmm. me personally, I'm very glad that it got pushed back because I needed that extra work. Yeah. So, um, I think it, I think it was good, but yeah, the emotions were just crazy because everybody, like I knew, Oh my God, you're going to the Olympics this year. Oh my God, the Olympics are coming. So it's like, you get nervous, but then you're like, yeah, I'm excited. Like I am going to the Olympics this summer. <laughs> so it's, it was fun, but yeah, definitely, definitely a roller coaster of emotions for sure. Yeah. And it's funny that you said that about, you know, having the extra year and I've had, there's a lot of the Canadians that come on here and said the mm-hmm. same thing, that extra year really helped them as well. And mm-hmm. I think, and I'm just thinking of it now is because, you know, that's primarily what you guys were working on. Was mm-hmm. the was for the Olympics, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, yes. that extra year definitely, and that's why the competition was so great. I think, mm-hmm. and that's why everybody knew, like everybody, like what you know, pitch to throw the batter, and like where they're going to hit it, and everything. Like everybody knew everything about someone in the mm. Olympics, so it was that much harder for sure. Absolutely. So, how amazing was the experience? 
It was honestly, I, first of all, I love Tokyo, Japan. It's such a beautiful place. You know, Japan in general is just such a beautiful place. And everybody always asks me and and I always say they have the nicest people out there. They're so welcoming and it's just, it's just different. And it's, I love it. And I, I hope, hopefully one day I get to, you know, travel there again Mm -hmm. and like bring my family and stuff like that. But it was definitely a great experience. You know, even being in the Olympic village, like walking around and saying like, oh my gosh, we're in the Olympic village. It's just crazy because you're there with the greatest athletes in the world, you know, and you get to be a part of that because you are considered one of the greatest athletes in the world. It's just, you know, it's just crazy. And I was like fangirling over, you know, (laughs) just like, oh my God, like you guys are like here and it's just crazy. And yeah, for sure. Did, I just wish my, like my family got to go. Yeah, I, so. and that's what a lot of a lot of people have said. I mean, that mm-hmm. that was the da- one downfall of it, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to take your family with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and what was it like? Uh, I was like asking this because I I find it watching it from on TV. I found it, you know, kind of insightful being able to hear you guys on the field because if there was a crowd there. You definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to hear you. What was it like exactly. playing playing with no crowd? It was I don't it honestly it felt like practice games at first and you kind of have to like switch your you know yeah, mindset yeah. and be like, nope, we're you're at the Olympics, like this is a big game, this is televised, like everything. So I know I was thinking that too. You know, obviously you're nervous, you know, stepping on the field for the first time, uh, you know, your first game. Mm-hmm. But imagine like a crowd of people, like I probably would have fainted. <laughs> <laughs> but because <laughs> that was a big stadium yeah. oh my gosh it was huge yeah. <laughs> so because there was one time i was like looking around during the games and i was like oh my god if this thing was filled with fans <laughs> uh, we, we would definitely not be able to hear like each other like no, definitely on the not. field yeah uh-uh. so it was it was definitely it was different for sure i don't think i've ever played like that besides like a college like practice practice you know, game honestly. yeah yeah inter squad game or something like that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but here you are, here you are at the olympics and the biggest stage in the world and you're like uh, okay we're really here we gotta play I know. yeah <laughs> all right so let's talk about the wpf mm-hmm. and the smash at sports vipers how uh mm-hmm. how did playing for them all come about um i received a call last year maybe around this time honestly um from don uh, Dina Nottis and, you know, just asking if I wanted to be a part of this, you know, new league that they're having. And, you know, I was really interested just because, you know, they have athletes unlimited and, um, I unfortunately haven't gotten to play for them. And so when this new league came out, I was, you know, I was kind of intrigued and, you know, they were like, Oh, we're playing at the U-Triple-S-A Space Coast Stadium in Florida, which I'm very familiar with. I played there a hundred times. So I was like, Hmm, like, Summer playing softball. I'm down. Sign me up. <laughs> so, you know, so got to, you know, travel to Florida and play there and got to travel to other states and play. So it was, it was definitely, you know, something I was looking forward to for sure. Right on. So I mean, how, how excited are you for the league? Cause I mean, Lauren and her team are doing amazing things with it mm-hmm. in only a little over a year of existing. Like it's mm-hmm. growing. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like every time I go on Instagram, there's something new and I'm I like, know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. Super, super cool. Yeah. I'm definitely excited, you know, and then they're adding the two new teams and, mm. 
you know, last year we only pretty much got to play against pride, like consistently. They try to, um, you know, add other teams like to our schedule, but we played the pride consistently. So, you know, it was people we saw all the time. And so, you know, they're adding these two new teams. So I'm excited to see, you know, the different competition that I'm going to be facing. Yeah. Now you got to play against Jocelyn. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm like, darn girl, why'd you leave? No, I'm just kidding. How fitting she's back in OKC too. I know. I was like, when they first came out with it, I was like, Jocelyn's going to go. Because yeah. honestly, if I would do the same thing, because if they had a team in Arizona, like, oh, yeah. why wouldn't I want not to play in front of the ASU fans? You Absolutely. know, like, that's just, that's just going to be, you know, all her fans there. And, you know, it's going to be a packed house mm-hmm. people with Jocelyn shirts, you know, so it's going to be a really, really good environment. And I honestly can't wait like to go. I think our first games are, um, yeah, our first set of games are at Oklahoma. So I'm excited, you know, when Excellent. she, when they announce her, you know, cause I never got to play on that field in college at the world series. So, you know, I'm excited to step yeah. on the field and you know, see her and her environment and her element. So, oh, that'd be awesome! I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm at now that you said that. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know what's funny that you just said. I guarantee you, there's going to be a team in Arizona. Like the way the way Lauren's I doing stuff right so. now. <laughs> you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's ten teams in the league by 2026. You know? <laughs> yes, I know. I'm. Th- that's the plan. I, we hope so. We hope to add, be adding more teams in you know different states. So I know that would be awesome if there's an Arizona team. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, and I mean not a, like the fact that like with the Texas team, like mm-hmm. like the fact that they have you know Brandon there as the as the owner and you know his wife Jay Cargill, like they mm-hmm. like they have such a wide audience with you know with their followers exactly. and their fans and all that like that's only going to yeah. add more eyes to to the game and that's just so beneficial i know my boyfriend is so happy that brandon's there <laughs> he's like oh my god i need to get a picture with him uh, and do, he's like babe he got a golden glove and i'm like i know he has four actually <laughs> i know yeah, I, so i'm trying i'm trying so hard to get him on the podcast too right now so yes <laughs> yeah so my boyfriend is very excited about brandon he's i'm like are you excited like about me he's like well brandon you know i'm gonna i want to take a picture so he's like really excited yeah. <laughs> i can't wait for you guys to play texas <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> So my boyfriend might run on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how's the season looking for you guys? Is every like how's everything shaping up? Going well. Of course, you're you're still in mummy mode right now, kind of. But uh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? I'm playing this summer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, we haven't really gotten, um, a lot of information yet. They're still trying to add more players on our team. Um, but as of right now, you know, they got 10 out that schedule. Um, we should be doing like zoom calls in the next like coming up weeks. So I'll have more information about that later on. Yeah. And drafts coming up. A draft in April? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the timeline. Anyway, there's, you guys have a draft coming up. I know that. So yeah, (laughs) more, more people to add to the team. Yes, I know. I'm excited. <laughs> right on. All right. I have a little thing I'd like to uh, end the podcast with. Okay. It's not quick pitches. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's player association. I'm going to throw out some names okay. to you. And uh, I know that you know them well. If you have a story, let the story fly. <laughs> okay. First one, Dallas Escobedo. Dallas. <laughs> no, she's an awesome, awesome person. And honestly, when I came in as a freshman, I was actually very terrified of her. Just, you know, she's 
tall <laughs> and she pitches she pitches very hard yeah but she is one of the sweetest people ever the sweetest person ever and like I was like you know what like I shouldn't have judged her like that just because me coming in as a freshman and her being a senior you know I shouldn't have judged her because she literally like took us under her wing and she you know made us feel so welcome at Arizona State so um, but she did hit me. I will never forget that. Mm. <laughs> that <had laughs> hurt. We were doing, yeah. Oh, I had the bruise the size of a softball on my leg. Yeah. <laughs> so I will never forget. She hit me during <laughs> practice one <laughs> one time, and that was, you know, very painful. But you know, it's all fine now. <laughs> hey. You got to wear them sometime. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, exactly. it's going to be her throwing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, next friend of the show. Sashiel Palacios. Oh, Sashi. I love that girl. Oh, she's awesome. She is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I came in with her, you know, as little tiny freshmen. You know, I'm still really, like, close with her. She'll message me, like, some, you know, sometimes. And, uh, and she'll, like, message about the baby. You know, she tells her she's so cute and stuff like that. So I miss that girl. I haven't seen her in, you know, a little while. So I hope she's doing good. But that girl, she's just... There's too many memories. Right on. <laughs> Probably memories I can't even talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that girl's awesome. She has like a heart of gold. I love that girl. Right on. Uh, two more here. Another friend of the show, Nicole Mendez. Mendy. Mendy. <laughs> yeah, Men I always call her Mendy girl. Yeah, I just I actually just messaged her the, uh, like two days ago because she popped up on my Snapchat memories. Oklahoma uh, played ASU, I think, two years ago, and she had a bomb. And I just remember Snapchatting it. But <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was literally like the perfect hit. And I just posted it the other day. <laughs> but she's doing awesome. Yeah, she's doing awesome. And I love hearing her on Flow Softball. I yes. told her the other day, I was like, oh, I love like hearing you commentate. Like I, it just makes my heart happy. She's so doing so well. She's doing so, yeah, I'm glad she's doing, you know, successful with everything. So yeah. that girl, like I said, she's just Mindy girl. She's just so sweet. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Last one, Taylor McCollin. Oh God. <laughs> I hate her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Arizona. No, that, is, yeah. no, that is my best friend. You know, she has done so much for me and, you know, my family. Um, you know, I love her and I owe her so much, you know, she's taken, you know, me, my boyfriend, you know, my uh, daughter, like she'll have us, you know, come to her house because we'll be in Tucson sometimes. She'll be mm -hmm. like, Hey, like we have an extra room. You guys can stay here, you know? So she's very, very giving. Um, she's very honest, which I love. Cause I'll be like, Hey, be honest with me. You know, she tells it like it is. But <laughs> yes. You need a friend just, like that. She, yes, I do. But she is just my best friend and I love that girl to death. She is, you know, I owe her my life. For That's sure. awesome. So, that is awesome. awesome. Mm -hmm. Perfect way to end the podcast right there. Yes. <laughs> Listen, Chelsea, I got to thank you for taking time out of your hectic schedule. I know mm -hmm. what it's like to have a newborn. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I appreciate you being able to come on and do this of with course. me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. Best of luck this summer. Get, get, thank you. You got to get ready. Get ready. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I definitely will. All right. Can't wait to watch this, uh, this summer with the Smash Sports Vipers and the WPF. And, uh, again, Chels, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Take care. For the clouds apart and let the light shine through. I want to wake up to a better tomorrow. 
Cause I've had enough Where is the trust? Where is the truth? It's about time for some good news Trying to see what's on the newscast this evening Nah, I don't need no reason Music in the air, got the Grammys on the cable Dinner on the plate, whole family at the table This at home cook, hit your soul, take your shoes off This at feel good, yelling loud from the rooftop This at snow day, all the kids taking school off This at Billie Jean, Michael Jackson, first moonwalk And I've been waiting for some good news, good news I'm just trying to get my foot loose, foot loose And we've been dealing with the wrong thing so long The smallest things can make it right, that's why we hold on for some good news I've been waiting on some good news For the clouds to part and let the light shine through I wanna wake up to a better tomorrow Cause I've had enough Where was the trust? Where was the truth? It's about time for some good news Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.